Have you wondered about living elsewhere in your retirement? Well, we have almost daily. No, it's not a simple decision, especially when two people are involved. Hi, this is Gil and Jean of Retire There, a podcast about retirement destinations. We live in Brooklyn, New York, having grown up and worked in this area of the country. We're hoping to relocate when we're both retired. For us, it's the weather, the chaos, the noise, and the yearning to be near nature and not within three feet of human beings. <laughs> That's right. In February 2020, we embarked on our journey to find that special place. We spent a week in Winter Park, Florida, which is beautiful, but something said it wasn't for us. As we were planning for the next trip, the pandemic arrived. Jean then gave birth. I gave birth? To this podcast. With so many baby boomers retiring, many must be relocating. Why not connect with and learn from them? Here's a little background about us. I'm Asian, born in Brazil, and grew up in Flatbush, Brooklyn. I'm an engineer turned attorney turned podcaster. I recently retired from a university career practicing higher education law. I love the academic environment, but it was time to do something else. I no longer have to set an alarm, drive in BQE traffic, or work with people who don't always share the same principles. Oh, did I just say that? <laughs> you bet I did. I traded all that in to binge crime dramas into the wee hours just a little bit to develop the podcast, to volunteer, practice metalsmithing, tackle our possessions. No regrets so far, Jane. I'm not Asian, and as Gil mentioned, I'm not retired. I'm just plain tired. Born and raised in Long Island, New York, a place I always wanted to leave. I'm a law librarian working in a court who loves his job, but we're retired by the time we select our ideal location. We will be speaking to folks from across the street to across the globe who have moved to the dream venues and more. So please stay tuned. And remember, if you know anyone who has moved anywhere for retirement, let us know. Thank you. Ciao a tutti. Did I say that right? Uh, yes. Ciao. Okay. Or as we say in the U.S., hello, everyone. Today, we will be chatting with Nancy and Luther Hampton, who left Alexandria, Virginia and retired in Umbria, Italy. Umbria is an Italian region bordering Tuscany, Lazio and Le Marche. Often called the Green Heart of Italy, known for its medieval hill towns, dense forests, and local cuisine, particularly foraged in truffles and wines. Ooh. It also has fantastic Roman ruins, as we've seen online. What's not to love? If we were to look on the map of Italy, Umbria appears to be in the middle of the boot when viewing laterally. It has a population of over 882,000 people as of 2019. Like Marquet, Umbria is less costly to live in as opposed to northern Italy, such as Tuscany, Florence, and so forth. If you are looking for a less touristy place in Italy, Umbria is highly recommended by many. For me, it might just be the truffle season, which is between November and March to visit, as truffles is simply one of my most favorite foods or seasoning or liqueur. <laughs> but there's a small eatery in our neighborhood in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, that serves up the most delicious pasta dish, which is infused with truffles. OMG. And we'd like to thank one of our listeners, Nancy Steele for introducing us to this couple and as well as 
the couple living in Marquet. So Nancy, hats to you, baby. Thank you. Now, here's a little background about our guests. Jean? Nancy Hampton was born in Lynchburg, Virginia, and grew up in Maryland. She lived most of her life in the D.C. suburbs, except for short stints in Ohio and Philadelphia. Nancy and Luther lived just south of Frankfurt, Germany, for six years, and this gave them a taste of living outside the U.S. She worked as a graphic artist and web designer and retired in 2013. The couple moved to Italy in 2014. Nancy likes to cook mostly ethnic dishes because she misses it. After having lived in D.C., the home of every embassy in the world, and consequently all their foods, she says Italians as a whole are not terribly curious about things outside their region to include new cuisines. We like eating in new restaurants and visiting wineries. In addition to cooking, her interests include writing her journal and helping people with any questions about Italian life. She's a basket maker and enjoys reading and gardening. Luther was born in Ohio and grew up all over because he was from a military family. He's an electrical engineer by degree and morphed into an IT guy and has a master's from the University of Maryland. He is a self-taught wine expert. He is very interested in languages and is fluent in German and Italian. That must come in handy as he loves to travel. So hi, Nancy. Please send our regards to Luther. We understand he's unable to join us this morning. Before we begin, today is June 4, 2022, and the exchange rate, luckily for us, is easy. One euro is $1.07. So for the purposes of our conversation, this should be pretty simple. Nancy, it's been some years since you moved abroad, but please think back to the beginning and share with us how you and Luther decided to make the big leap and why Umbria. Hello, and thanks for inviting me on your show. Back uh, 2014, so it was eight years ago, uh, but I will go back to the 1990s when we lived in Germany and really enjoyed living in a different lifestyle, enjoyed the different culture, uh, the different language. We decided when we went back home that we wanted to return to Europe to live and were not able to find another a way to come back until we just retired. So we decided when we retired, we would go back. And during that 20 years, we did travel and we went to we had France and, you know, all around. But it seemed like Italy was the one that drew us the most. So we went, um, we came and visited it many times. And when we decided we were moving here, we knew that you can't just come to the entire country. You have to you have to narrow it down. So many people, when they're <laughs> deciding to move to a new place, they're just overwhelmed with the different choices. Yeah. So for us, we, my husband would have liked to have lived in Sicily. I like Sicily a lot, but it's not easy to get to. For me, it was important that my family could come and visit me and my friends and that I could travel. So I said, we have to be somewhere where it's easier. And we had been to Umbria. It's a very beautiful region, very green and uh, verdant and uh, bucolic and quiet and calm. And so we decided to come and explore our possibilities for a house here because it's central. It has railway lines that connect it to Rome and to Florence and to the coasts. It has an airport with a lot of quite a few international flights. It's one and a half hours from either coast, two hours from Florence, two hours from Bologna and two and a half hours from Rome. 
if you're driving or to, from the airport. We can actually get to Rome's the city in the, the main train station in Rome in an hour and 15 minutes. If you take the fast train, and there is one fast train that goes every day to and from Rome. So anyway, we decided it was easy to reach. It's very convenient, I guess is the right word. And and for me, I have friends that have a house in Basilicata, which is down in the right above the heel of the boot. It takes them two or three days to get to their house oh my from, Flor- from Florida wow. because one, they don't have a good airport in Florida. So they have to travel to an airport and that takes hours. Then they have to either get a flight and then stay somewhere else overnight, like to New York. And then from New York, they have to fly to another place where they spend the night or they connect to Rome where they have to spend the night. Then they finally take their uh, flight to, to Bari, which is in uh, Puglia. And then from there, they have to rent a car and drive five hours. So it's not easy. And so oh you really God. need to think about, do you want to do that every time you go yeah. visit your house? Yeah. What For city me, is I that? The city where they are? Yeah. Pistici is the name of it. Oh, interesting. Okay. It's close to Matera. I think everybody knows part of, Matera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for me, um, you know, I, I can fly to Rome. I could fly from Washington, D.C. to Rome in one direct flight. Right. right and then I could drive here in two hours. I mean, oh, that's wow. wonderful. It's an easy trip. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, it makes a big, a big deal. It's a huge deal for me. So yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's yeah. why we picked this, this location. And then our town, everybody always asks why Umber today? Well, Umber today is a town of about 16,000 people has pretty much anything you'd need. And almost everything we need is in walking distance. Mm. For us, we live in the in the middle of the old city. It's just real convenient in that way too. We're right in the middle of everything. The people are friendly. It's like it's almost like a village in the middle of a of a town. It's very like the old the old city. Mm-hmm. So um, the, with the walls, we have walls around the whole city. So oh yeah, it's kind of uh, it's interesting. But anyway, we decided after looking at other places in other areas that we and we found an apartment we liked. We decided this was the place. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> great, great. So let me ask you. Did you guys, I mean, you lived in D.C., which is very international. I love D.C. Did you always know that you were going to retire abroad? I mean, because you said, oh, we were thinking about Germany. We were thinking about this. Was there ever a thought that, gee, where are we going to live? Are we going to move to, you know, the West Coast? What was the, I guess it was part of who you guys are or your upbringing. No, no, probably. Well, maybe my husband, because he did live around in a lot of places, but me, I was, my family's like blue collar. Nobody would have ever. Yeah. Good old USA. Outside <laughs> of the United States. I mean, it was so, but no, it was uh, the, my husband, it, we went, we traveled to Germany and when we traveled to Germany, he decided, he decided that he wanted to live there. Uh, he didn't speak German <laughs> and he, and he, you know, he had no idea how to do that. So um, he taught himself German. I mean, he's a very um, focused kind of person. Oh, wow. And he, in fact, this was back in the 90s. Mm. No internet. You couldn't wow. take an online course. Oh, you couldn't right. hear anything in another language. You couldn't. Yes. You had to do everything. It was hard. Yeah. Uh, but he decided to do it, and he did it. And he yeah. wrote his, his resume in, in German, and he sent it off. We go down into to Washington and pick up the big German papers every weekend, and he would have jobs, and he would send off 
his resume. And uh, finally, he actually turned out that there was an ad in the Post, the Washington Post, for somebody to work in Frankfurt. He contacted that person and they met in a bar and he interviewed in a bar. And uh, I I love it. They hired him. Now, we hadn't any clue how much money we needed to live in Germany, you know, how, how much was right. the Deutsch, Deutschmark? I mean, yeah. this was Deutschmarks, you know? Oh, my yeah. God. How many, we were going to get this many Deutschmark, Deutschmarks, but how much would that buy? Could we yeah. live comfortably on that? And so it was a very big leap of faith for us. But we were in our late 30s at that time, mm-hmm. and we wanted a change, and so we just did it. So we, <laughs> we leaped. Good for you. We didn't like it. It turned out well. It, it couldn't. It might not have, but it did. Yeah. So yeah. we ended up um, really enjoying that and loving that whole language uh, challenges that you have. Mm-hmm. And so when we went back home, which we did reluctantly, we our company lost their contract with uh-huh. Germans. Uh, so we ended up back in the U.S. We continued to travel and everything. We just knew. We knew right away. We. We wanted something more interesting. We were, you know, the United States is a, a great place, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we decided that it's something we know so well that it's no, it's not challenging at all. It's not all that interesting to us. Mm-hmm. We wanted something. We didn't want to have to go, you know, to the places we've been. Even if we went to the West Coast in the United States, it's really not all that different. I yeah. mean, the, the stores are the same. The language is the same. Right. You know, it's not a challenge. Right. So for us, we really needed a challenge. We wanted to challenge our brains and we wanted mm-hmm. to do things. that. And we love to travel and we love history and we love eating, drinking wine and we love Italian wine. And yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so why was, not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, for, it's a it's kind of a scary thing to do uh, to go to a different country. Sure, but at yes. the same time, it's uh, it's. It's worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For Did, us, anyway. w- was there any kind of family poll? Did you have? Do you guys have kids? I mean, was there I mean, any no, kind of? No. See, that makes a difference. Yeah. A okay. People, a lot of people probably wouldn't do it. Maybe if they have grandchildren. Mm-hmm. I have family. I have sister, mm-hmm. and my and my husband has two brothers and a and a bunch of nieces and nephews. But they're not. They're not that. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, have, we do have friends here that are here, living here, and have grandchildren. And they're they're all right, with it, except for the COVID thing, because they've yeah. been difficult to visit and see them and all. But they do right. it this way. They do it with Skype or. Yeah. yeah. So. And Europe, I mean, to me is not it's not as bad. It's um like my mom, when she was alive, she'd go to China and talk about a trip. But that trip to uh, the boot, uh, the heel sounds even longer to get back and forth. You know, say you wanted to go to Sicily. It's the same thing. You've got to get across water to get there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's ways to do it, but it takes takes quite a bit of time. And yeah, because I remember when she would go, it would be like an 18 hour flight with the connection. It was just like, you know, you get there and then you're on this lag for, you know, probably two days. So that's why she'd go for a month to to be able to enjoy it and soak it in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, that yeah. was great. Yes. That was great. So once you decided to go to Umbria, how did you find an apartment? And why did you, you select an apartment instead of buying a place? Oh, we are. We oh, are you did buy it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But we, 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 when we came, we made, um, before we came, I'm a, one of those people that's real organized. So mm-hmm. before we came, I made appointments with 
different realtors to come. But I also was nervous about new place and being um, taken advantage of. I, I think that's something people worry about. And uh, I didn't, and not knowing the language and, you know, and back then I didn't know I Googled and then found people, one or two people who had some blogs in this area, and I reached out to them. And from them, I learned I got a real estate agent in this town who's British and has been an agent for 30 years here. And he's the one that found a place for us to stay for three weeks, an apartment of a friend of his that we stayed in. And another person also lives here, and I read his blog, which was really short, but it was, you know, it's always information gathering. When we came, we hooked up with Jim, our agent. He showed us some places, and over the time we were here, he didn't know what we wanted, and we weren't all that sure what we wanted. And it it finally became clear (laughs) what we wanted, and he, he got at the end, right, almost when we were getting ready to leave about a week later, he found three places that we liked all at once. So, and we also looked in other places with other agents and it just never could find anything. Now, nowadays it's easier because there's the big websites where you can look at the listings and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not, it's not nearly as hard, but anyway, uh, we found, found this place. We decided this was the place for us. So, okay. So this is a house. Is it one level? Um, What's the structure? Well, we're in the middle of the, we're right next to the piazza, which is the main square. Nice. So that window that the light is coming from there is, uh, overlooks the piazza. And on the backside of our house, we're on the walls of the city. Out the back, we see farms and mountains. We're next to the Tiber River, which is the river that goes to Rome. Wow. Nice. Uh, so, the, and it's pretty, it's very, it's a nice view and everything. And we have a terrace, so it's mm-hmm. big. We're on the top floor, fourth floor, in oh, American. Walk up. <laughs> yes, walk up. It's three bedrooms, two baths, living room, kitchen, pantry. We have a full attic and a terrace. Wow. With terraces, we've got room for um, gardening, because I do like to cook <laughs> place to we can eat outside yeah have your own herbs growing there so what what was the pricing like when you were looking and you know so forth in 2014 it was much more expensive than it is now how more expensive prices have gone way down way down oh it's Uh, gone reverse yeah well they don't real estate is not an investment here you don't expect to make any money on your real estate investment okay and you're, it will take a very long time to sell your house if you want to. <laughs> right. I, I recommend to people rent before you buy. But anyway, I'm, I'm happy with our house, except it is for sale. I mean, we have it on the market. It's been on the market for three years. But that, that'll give you an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, things just do sit on the market here. But a lot of it had to do with COVID because there were two whole years when nobody came, nobody looked. Nobody wanted to move. Nobody oh, could move. I right. Mean, right. Ta- so yeah. you have to figure that, you know, really it's been on the market for maybe a year until this this year. And just this year, we are, we are having more people look at it. To give you an idea, we paid 250,000 euros for it. Oh, nice. But then the exchange rate was not nearly as good as it is now. Mm-hmm. Much more advantageous now to buy a house here. A dollar is real strong. But anyway, we bought the house and it was pretty livable just the way it was, but it wasn't the way we wanted it. 
So mm-hmm. we did re- renovate it. We moved the kitchen from a small, I mean, itty bitty space into a bigger room. And we did lighting and just air conditioning and, you know, whatever, screens on the windows and just yeah. things that many people like. And uh, so we put about 65,000 euros into the renovation. So you can figure we have about 335,000 yeah. euros in this in. house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's listed for 215,000 now. Oh my goodness. And we can't get it. Or oh so my far, God. we have not gotten it. So we will get it eventually. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Why, are you se- why are you selling? Fourth floor. And why? Oh, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. So you're going to buy another and, place and, in yeah. the same town? I, I have really bad knees. I've had two yeah. knee replacements here. Oh, wow. And um, the in this, you know, I can do the stairs still, but I'm 71 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting any younger. And this is probably not the place to age out. So that's yeah, I, I have knee issues now. That's why when, when I go to the basement, it's just it's become rarer. It's just hard. <laughs> Yeah, navigate. No, I have to do it to get out of the place. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. But um, so anyway, we'll sell it eventually. People are looking and very people like it. So they will. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a big decision for people. Yeah. And do you plan on moving into the same town? Uh we're staying in Umbria, probably. Yeah. Okay. We, okay. Uh, but we we can't really look much until we sell it. So. Sure, sure. Yeah, sure. absolutely. What are rentals like? Apartment rental costs. Well, they're very inexpensive, very inexpensive. In our town, you could probably get a one bedroom, one bath for 300 euros a month. Oh, wow. Okay. And and it has to be a 12-month lease, right? Is, are they pretty um, rigid? It, or it's all, it's all negotiable, but it's, mm-hmm. more, it's more expensive the shorter the leases. The, the leases here are really, the normal leases are called four by fours or three by twos. That means you rent you rent it for four years at a particular rent and you have an option for four more. Same, ah. same with the three by two. So you, they're really long. I mean, they're yeah. not short. Yeah. Right. And you, you usually negotiate a an escape clause mm-hmm. in there. So you okay. Go, in case, you, uh, yeah, need to get out of it. No, I okay. ask because if we were to check out an area in Europe to come and stay for three or so months, could we easily get an apartment? But you just answered it. It depends, right? If it's that would if be it's, a short-term lease, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so you, yeah, you can find them. One of the big sites, one of the big consolidator sites, has something called um, Afito Breve which is short-term leases, which are less than the made the four by fours. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. But you can also, you could always do the Airbnb and or you can negotiate a lower price or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but it's I, not as it is if for a short time like that, it's more expensive. And, and just to remind people, you're in a town called Umbertide. How do you say that? Umbertide. Umbertide. Um, Umbertide. <laughs> well, I would say Umbertide. Umberti Umberti day. Day. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so we have a friend here that rents an apartment. She's an American and she doesn't have a visa to live here. So she has to do the, the 90 days yeah. in, 90 days out. Yeah. Which the is the, what mm-hmm. you have to do. She rents an apartment year round. Uh, she just keeps it because yeah. it's cheap. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. And so, and all of her stuff is there. It's like she, it's like she lives here, you know, so when she, when she comes, she doesn't have to pack anything. I mean, right. she's an artist. So all of her paints and oh. things are here and, you know, but, and she just keeps it. 
Yes. It's really not that expensive to do that. Yeah. That's and they great. come furnished usually, right? The places? Yeah, yeah. Many of them do. Most of them do, actually. But yeah, yeah. You never know okay. about the furniture, though. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> what about- I mean, I, I, just a big discussion uh, the other day about furniture and the landlords tend to put the furniture in their apartment that they don't want. Oh, right. That makes sense. So you get their castoffs. Oh, my God. And it's there. Yeah. You know, you have to negotiate if you want him to take that stuff out. Right, right, right. <laughs> Same with the Airbnb. That's why, you know, I'd rather go somewhere that's kind of more anonymous than live in someone's lived in home. But, there, you know, that's these are all the things you have to factor in. What about do you know about pricing of homes? Uh, yeah. Like I said, you know, this one here is two fifteen. Uh, but what about a home that's not not an apartment? A um, a house in the country you can yeah. get for a couple hundred thousand for a small place with not a lot of land mm-hmm. uh, that wow. maybe needs might need a little bit of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you know, I know people in the hills around here that have sold their places for two million. Right. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, you can. Uh, there's some beautiful, beautiful big. Casale, they call them casales here mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that are just uh, incredible, but they're enormous. I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> mansion, you know, 8,000 square feet, you know, oh, my it, Lord. because back in the day, the families all lived together. True. And so you had these the grandparents, the kids, the married couples, they all lived in this big, huge house. Right. They right. all did the farm together. That was what it was all about. So these, but the places are, they were, de- many of them were derelict. A lot of people came in from Britain, like England, for instance, mm-hmm. and bought these old ruins mm-hmm. and made them into amazing places to live with wow. you know, pools and gardens. And um, yeah. they're just incredible. Yeah. And yeah, those cost you a lot of money, but you can easily get a place for, well, three hundred thousand euros. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. yeah. For a decent, and, nice-ish place, you know, right, not a right. want, you know. Yeah. No. No. Absolutely. <laughs> like in the U.S., you know. Right. Right. It, it's your choice. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. what, what about property tax? There, uh, there's no pro- property tax on a prima casa, which is the house you, you live in. If you if you bought a house here and you didn't want to live in it full time, you didn't want to become a resident, then you would pay taxes. And it's not a lot, though. It's not like in the U.S. Mm-hmm. It's just a few hundred euros a year. Got it. So is that for any age or just for somebody over 60? No, that's anybody. Anybody. Yeah. Nobody talking- pays taxes on their primary house here. Unless it's a fancy home, right? Is that correct? Uh, that's true. There is a luxury house tax. All right. So, so those mansions. The fancy probably. places I was just yeah. telling you about, yes, there yeah. would be tax. Okay. That, make, that makes sense. It's still right. not as bad as in the U.S. I mean, I, I know how much I paid in Alexandria, Virginia. Sure. Yeah, a lot. More than 8000 a year. That was eight years ago. So I figure ten thousand now. Yeah, it's a lot, easy. Uh, that's yeah. A lot of money. It's a, a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, and you the know, cost- I'm saying that much. People, people are always writing and saying they're not going to come here and pay taxes here because the taxes are higher here. But I say, you know, think about the things that you don't pay here, like property taxes. I mean, I save ten thousand dollars a year just on that. Uh, I pay. I don't pay any state taxes here, like I did in Virginia, and that's another. $10,000. You know, I don't pay much for health care. It's cheap here. It's hardly anything. So, you know, all those, you put all those together, it's almost a wash, really. I think I could ask, what's the maintenance on your, on your apartment? None. 
It had the building is probably around 400 years old. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, but it's, you know, over the years it changed it and it's been renovated. Our building is four floors and each floor is, a, is an apartment. Well, I shouldn't say that. The first, the top three floors are an apartment, one apartment. And then the bottom floor is, is a, an alimentari, which is like a little convenience uh, grocery store. Mm-hmm. Real sweet That's- man there. His name is Angelo. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's a good friend of ours. And uh-huh. you know, if you need anything, pretty much if you've run out of something, you can run downstairs and get it. And it's well, that's right convenient. In- that's that's really, it. you know. <laughs> so, so that's our building. Uh, we haven't had any any issues with our building, except the front door lock had to be replaced. The guy downstairs decided to replace it and we gave him 30 euros to fix it. Oh, wow. so. Mm-hmm. so there's no monthly maintenance fee? No, no we don't have a condo here. Uh, condominium okay. some places sure. do but they're not the same as in the u.s i used to be on an hoa but they used to do um, escrow accounts and things for future issues they don't mm-hmm. do that here they just have a group of the people in the some of them have a group of people in the uh, building and they have meetings and things if there's going to be a, a big expense they all pay for it just that, they don't great. pay it monthly generally yeah God. some places do it's, it's it's handled differently everywhere and what about um, utilities and internet costs and things like that? Well, internet's really inexpensive here. 30 euros a month. Phones are really cheap, like 30-ish, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that stuff is really cheap. Not like the U.S. I mean, we used to spend hundreds of dollars for it. We do have uh, satellite TV. We have satellite TV. Most people don't, but we have Sky TV, mm-hmm. which is a British uh, satellite thing, mm-hmm. uh, TV. Um, but mostly we just do all of our, if we watch TV, we do a lot of movies and shows and things because we can do Apple TV and we yeah, can do yeah, um, streaming, mm-hmm. uh, Netflix and stuff. So, yeah. Oh, great, so, great. Um, but it's really inexpensive. That that sort of thing is really ex- inexpensive. Utilities are expensive here. They've gone up 40% this year. So it's really hard 40? to say 40 Oh, man. Wow. I think it was artificially held down. The government decided not to, and then the Ukraine war happened. Italy gets a lot of its gas and energy from Russia, so it is a problem in that way right now, but it'll work itself out. But the thing is that uh, I can't really give you prices for our utilities because I it this has changed so much just in mm-hmm. this, this year. Before, it used to be around 150 euros a month for everything. Okay, that's gas, electric. Yeah, and water. Okay. And water. Okay, okay. And, and it's different in town. Town is cheaper. If you're in this country, it's more expensive. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's probably at least twice that now. Oy. All right. Let's um, talk a bit about groceries. That sounds um, really <laughs> nice. And I know you enjoy cooking. Yes. I do. <laughs> Aside from your buddy downstairs, mm-hmm. where do you normally go food shopping? Do you need a car? No. No, because we're walking distance. Two two grocery stores are within. Well, there's one just a few minutes from us. Okay, it's a and it's Great. a nice it's a nice store. It's a Carrefour, which is a French firm, C A R R E F O U R. Okay. Um, and uh, it's a nice little grocery store. It's just been um, it was a different one, and then they closed for a long time, and then they renovated it, and it's reopened, and it's real nice. It has pretty much anything oh, okay. you need. But there's some things that you can't get in that one, and then there's a, there are other ones in our town, and um, you can you can walk there, but it would be hard to carry all your stuff back. So we right. drive there, we will bring it back and unload it in front of our place and park our car because we can't park here. Oh, I mean, oh, there's no parking park out, outside of this the walls. 
Okay. Nah. Okay. But you have um, designated parking with your. No, vehicle? not in our town. Some t- many towns do, but this one does not. We oh, can park so where we can find a place. <laughs> okay. Is it hard to find parking by you? No, no, not at all. Oh, okay. 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 I understand like in Marque, they have fish trucks that come by. Is that the case for you? We have a fish truck that comes. Well, we have two markets here a right. week. Oh. Uh, in, and it's right outside of our house. I mean, oh. <laughs> I can literally walk down the stairs, turn right, and I'm, well, if I were going to give you a little tour, I'd walk down the stairs, <laughs> I'd turn right, and I'd walk past Angelo's Elementary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the next thing you get to is the Bar Mary. And Bar Mary is a little bar with um, tables outside and umbrellas. And it's quite. It's owned by two sisters, Mary and Irene. Ah. They're sweet as can be. And uh, you can get your coffee there in the morning and you can get a drink in, in the afternoon in aperitivo. And then there's another bar right just across from them. And then the whole rest of the piazza is taken up by tents, the oh. vendors who are selling. Love it. Wow. Well, wow, you so, live in an ideal place. Yeah. Oh my god. It, is actually, it oh. is actually a pretty great place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um we have two. We have a big one on Wednesdays and it's uh in the piazza here we have a fish truck. Mm-hmm. We have two fish trucks and, and then we have a bunch of produce right. and uh, several cheese people who ha- and also have prosciutto oh. and things like that and then they wow. have Something called porchetta, which is a have you heard of porchetta? Only from it, reading. It, it's kind of a specialty. It's a it's a whole pig, which they oh, bone wow. the whole thing, and they put herbs and things inside of it, and then they oh. sew it sew it back up, and they cook it for twelve hours. Wow! Over, wow. Overnight, and then when it's done, I mean, they have this big kind of rolled up pig, <laughs> and, and and they just can slice it, you know, and oh. the skin is like real crunchy like pork rinds or something yeah 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 and the inside's got some fat in it and they put it on a panino on a bread thing for you I mean, it's, <laughs> it is like crack really it's so good. <laughs> there you go anyway, crack in several- umbria <laughs> <laughs> we have several uh trucks that come to the market but that also the wednesday market has a whole rest part of the town a whole yeah. big Face with a whole bunch of other vendors that all sell clothing, cookware. Oh, it's wow. like Kmart comes to town. Yeah, <laughs> but nice, but nice it stuff. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of it is. It's it's different. You have the good stuff in some of the, and you know where they are because you, yeah. you yeah. know, I go, I, go I, I shop, I know where they are. But then if you go down the street uh, a little further, there's these big tables just piled with clothing, just piled, and you just root through it. <laughs> oh my god! And it's one euro, one euro for each thing. What? Oh my god! Wait, and this is—is is this new? <laughs> no, this is normal. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's the clothing. Oh, the clothing. They're new clothes. Yeah, they're new clothes. Yeah. Uh, what? Wow. Usually, they're old designer clothes and things from. You know that have been just oh my god! But still, that's oh my god! I have to book the trip. You can usually you can usually find stuff there. I mean, if you diligently 
<laughs> oh no, we Gene and I, we are flea marketers, antiquers. Yeah. I mean, we like going through stuff. I mean, I know it sounds a little crazy, but it's the treasure hunt, you know. Oh well, you'd love this then. Oh my <laughs> god. And and are there like antique things also? Like, uh, like a flea not market? In the, not in the normal, regular weekly market, but we do have a an antique flea market in our piazza every the first Sunday of every month. <gasps> Okay, wow. re- remember the first this is the place Sunday. You want to live, yeah, this sounds like we, we can also live. do that. I mean, a lot of places do that. And it seems like it is. It seems like the first Sunday or the first weekend of every month uh-huh. is a, a big flea market in a lot of towns. Like Arezzo is a big town in Tuscany, not too far from us, and it has the most one of the most famous of the big antique markets. Oh, so. Arezzo. Wow. Okay, got it. <laughs> and what about what about going out to eat? Is it mostly Italian food, or can you get other types of food? It's mostly Italian food. Mm-hmm. Didn't you hear in the in our own yes, introduction? Yes, yes, yes. That's right. That's not right. listening. Never to heard me? that from somewhere. Never I mean, you somewhere. you can if you're you know, and it depends on where you are. Here, it is real traditional, real mm-hmm. traditional. People mm-hmm. don't eat anything. Okay, there are um, in the in Perugia, which is just the big city here. They do have like sushi places. There's Mexican place. There's a couple of Mexican places. There's a place in a little town. Oh, like Assisi. You know, you've probably heard of Assisi. Everybody yes, heard of Assisi. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The town beneath Assisi on the flat part has a place that has tacos and all kinds of interest, some interesting thing. We we go there because we you know we're always looking for which it for us it's nice to have something different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Normal, normal food, normal eating out is regular Italian food. It's Umbrian food. I mean okay. you, know, you, you know you can get all kinds of um, types of Umbrian food from the basic recipe that you that they've been serving here for hundreds of years. Or you can get a restaurant that might be more mm-hmm. a little bit more upscale and they're doing a little more different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand the prices in restaurants may vary, but can you get good deals in restaurants in Umbria? Oh, yeah, you can. Yeah. You know, some of the places you if you look, if you know where to go, uh, you can get a whole meal for 15 euros, three courses, including wine. Wow, it's great. Per person. And what about when you go to a cafe, a cup of um, cappuccino? I know it's nothing like the cost in the U.S., right? No, it's a one euro ten. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> that kills you, huh, girl? Espresso oh. is one euro. Oh, nice. Nice. Very I mean, nice. like you can get an aperitivo, which it would be, and I'm sure you've heard of apparel spritz. It's real popular in the U.S. too. I thought you might have heard of it. We're it's, like pumpkins. Uh, <laughs> you're in New York. Come on. <laughs> I'm just uh, a cappuccino and latte girl. Apparel spritz is apparel, which is a liqueur. Mm-hmm. Prosecco. Oh, prosecco. Uh, okay. And, and, and soda water. Okay. Okay. okay yeah. 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 Okay. okay and it's in, a, it's in a glass. It's bright orange and has ice cubes and an orange slice. Yes. Okay. What, what do they okay. charge for that? Three fifty. <laughs> wow. Okay. And it comes that it comes with snacks. <laughs> what? Wow. Like happy hour, Gene. Happy hour it's, all day. It's aperitivo. That's what they yeah, call it. Aperitivo. Right. Oh, aperitivo. Yeah. Yes, I've heard aperitivo. Or aperitivo. I think it says something or else. Another word they say is aperitivo. Aperitivo is <laughs> is the word for dinner. Oh. And it's ah. 
is the peril with the drink. Okay. So you put it together and it's like, it's a heavier, uh, it's a selection of more heavy-ish like appetizer or anything. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, it depends on where you go. Some bars are like just potato chips, right? Yeah. 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 I'll have cheap. Some bars have, you know, <laughs> a bar, bar Mary is potato chips. To be honest. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm not a liquor person. So I usually ask for a very, very strong diet Coke or Pepsi on the rocks. <laughs> Extra rocks. What about? Well, that's a problem. Rocks are a problem here. I heard. I heard. When we got married in Florence, we couldn't get an ice, anything. It was like uh, they gave you maybe two cubes. And I'm thinking, uh, excuse me, I need a full cup of ice. You got that. (laughs) And what about what what would the price be for for a large pizza, say? A large pizza is about eight euros. That's great. <laughs> wow. I'm there. <laughs> That's less than half, Gene, of what you're used to. Let's move on to if you what if you want to get out of Umbria? You said there's an airport in Umbria. How how far is that from you? It's about twenty miles, maybe. Oh, that's not oh, bad. That's great. Twenty minutes or so to get. And can you get inexpensive flights to other parts of Europe? Oh yeah. It's it's even more better this year than it's ever been. Uh, we have flights all over. Most of them are the lower cost airlines. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have British Air coming in now, which Ooh. we've never had before. And they come uh-huh. from, they come from London. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, we have a lot of British people here. So Makes back sense, and yeah. forth back and forth to England is a big deal. So they, mm-hmm. they've always had Ryanair mm-hmm. flying yes. to um there's an airport north of London called Stansted. Okay. which is where it flew. But it's you can take, you know, from there you can take the train into London. Mm-hmm. But also you can go to the other parts of England. And it's cheap, really cheap, yeah. And then you can fly all around different parts in Italy. Like you can go to Sicily, Catania. You can go to Sardinia. You can mm-hmm. go to Bari in places around, the mostly places like that. You can, there's a flight to um, Bucharest. Oh. There's Albania, Brussels. Ham, Hamburg, Germany, mm-hmm. uh, just a whole bunch of new. Oh, uh, Malta, a lot of places. Yeah, France. You can get to France and all that. I don't okay. think we fly. To, I don't think they fly to France. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so you would connect then to another uh, uh, to a larger city. You could fly. Yeah, fly to London or Germany or something, and pick up yeah. a flight. Or... That's a short flight. Okay. I want to talk about healthcare. And I know that you mentioned earlier that it's obviously we all know everything's cheaper than in the United States of America, which medical care is a nightmare. So are you a resident? Yes, we're residents and we are on the national health care. And how does that work? And what do you pay out of pocket for anything? Well, what we have to do is if you're um, not a citizen of Italy, so like us that were retired and we're not citizens, we have to pay a percentage of our income. So it's 7.5% of our income for a year of coverage. So it, and they only care about like social security. We give them our social security. I pay 1400 euros for the year. For one person. Okay. Everything else is free. Oh, it's amazing. Wow. That's wonderful. Yeah. 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 It it depends on what you make too. There's a tiers. Mm -hmm. So if you make a lot of money, then you will pay a little bit for your prescriptions. And it's all depends on where you are. Mm -hmm. And it's like I had my knee knees replaced, one knee replaced twice, and I didn't pay anything for that. Wow. Oh, wow. Although I will say that I uh, to learn how to use the system is a little difficult because it's so completely different than the United yeah. States. Mm-hmm. I mean, first off, it's not 
bottom line oriented, which is the reason the American system is so broken. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody's it's all for profit. It's not for profit here. It's it's not. It's a state thing. You know, know? right. It's to help Um, people get well. Pretty much. (laughs) And if you're like you're a tourist and come here and have an accident or something, you get free emergency care. I mean, they don't charge you anything for that. They're just because it's, you know, what's the right thing to do, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) To wait, to work the system, though, because a lot of times you have to wait for things. Although I understand from some friends in the States that sometimes you have to wait even in the U.S. to get something. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But anyway, here, um, you know, if if it's something that's not an emergency, you have to, sometimes you have to wait for it. But if you want it now... You can go private, okay? Mm-hmm. And so private, you pay for it. But it's like ridiculous, inexpensive. I mean, I had an MRI of my knee before I had my operations. And I paid for that myself because I, w- I wanted to get it and take, and take it to the doctor with me. And I paid 126 euros for the MRI. Oh, that's wonderful. I think MRIs in the U.S. are... Thousands. Yeah. Yeah, it's Not insane. That, but it's a lot of money, yeah. And x-rays are, you know, really cheap. And if you wanted to to consult a, um, a a specialist, which for me, the way I do it is, you know, I wanted to pick my doctor. You have a general practitioner for your, like, primary care doctor. You go to that person for everything. And she, mm-hmm. she gives you prescriptions for what you need. So if you want to have a, a blood test done, she gives you a prescription for that. And you go and, and have that done. And um, it, it doesn't cost you. Say I wanted to go to get my knee replaced and I wanted to, to pick the doctor, kind of important to know who, who's going to be doing sure, this. Sure. Right. You can't really do that. You just kind of take the luck of the draw. And so for me, I decided, well, I will pay for a consultation with a doctor that I picked. And it cost 150 euros. Okay. And he said, you know, you need a knee, a knee replacement. I will put you in the system. And so he put me in the system. And from then on, there was no charge. So once you're into the system. So right, you do right. pay sometimes to do something like that. But the prices for specialists and tests and things is much less here. Much. He put you in the system, but then for the operation, do you get him or you get whoever they yeah, get? Yeah, I get him. No, I get oh, him. Oh, you still get him. Oh, so you oh. get to pick someone. Great. Great. No, um, I guess so that's so I, that's yeah, worth he, it. Is it worth it to pick the doc and yeah. pay for the first appointment? And then he does the, the surgery and everything. Ah. But that was a good me, question. Cause I thought that once he, you found someone you like to do the uh, consult, but then he put you in the system, meaning <laughs> you would go. No, this. Yeah, by I that wondering. I just mean like, sure, sure, sure. Scheduled and everything for the surgery, but he's the one that does it. So great. Yeah. Okay. What yeah. about dental care and things like that? That's not covered here. So you have okay. not terribly expensive. I mean, we had our teeth cleaned and it cost 65 euros. Okay. Per year. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's not bad. But anything major like an implant and stuff like that, that's going to pay you. for all that. It's not covered by insurance. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's p- still probably but it's reasonable. It's not that bad. No, I've had friends that had crowns done and things like that for like, it's not, it's, it's more expensive, I guess, than, well, it's maybe, I think he paid around a thousand euros for the crown. Okay. I don't know that that's that much less than in the U.S. Right. That sounds about the same. Do most of the doctors and dentists speak English? No. (laughs) So, so that brings me to, I guess you have to learn Italian where you are. How is your Italian? Well, my husband speaks fluent. Yeah, he's fluent. (laughs) 
It's fluent. More, well, I'm, I mean, I've been taking you know, lessons this whole time and I do speak Italian. Oh, wow. But sometimes, sometimes it's hard. Some things are hard to understand, harder, you know, tech, more technical things. Like, you know, especially when it comes to your healthcare, it is kind of important to understand what's going on. If you're not really fluent, then, you know, because I mean, I spent a lot of time in the hospitals. Mm-hmm. They don't just kick you out of the hospital here, you stay for weeks. Wow. <laughs> well, that's, I hope I mean, it's comfortable. And I, and I had, well, my first knee replacement was in a, a gigantic university hospital in Perugia, which is not far away. And it was, uh, you know, typical what you think of as a big institution, mm-hmm. university, you know, yeah. lot, lot is huge, you know, food, terrible food, uh, terrible service, you know, oh, ner- nurses were mean. I mean, oh, it wasn't, God. Those this sounds the same. Great. Wasn't what I call a great experience. They're funny that they give you nurses do nurse things, but they don't have people that do care things. Like, do you want water? Then oh somebody else has to get you water. Oh my goodness! So they expect your family to be there. Actually, ah. oh yeah, I yeah this. yeah. Oh my god! What it what? Uh, so that's what a little weird. If you don't have family. You're I thought the same there. thing. Um, you know, I'm, uh, there has to be ways that you can get somebody to help you. With. Yeah, you get paid. <laughs> for like me, I couldn't get out of bed. I mean, it was you know, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. I had to ask my roommate's husband <laughs> to give <laughs> me ice things, you know, for my knee. But he spent the night every night in the room. Oh what? wow! Oh my god! And the people, you see the people going down the halls, and they have these like chaise lounge things that they yeah. sleep on. Oh, that's great! And they bring them in and out, and that's what they expect. Now that was that hospital, but the yeah. second, and hospital. that's a huge university hospital. Yeah, that's here at the second hospital. But that's oh. why it was like that. Oh, I see. Because it's like a public kind of thing. Yeah. So the second place that I went with a different doctor. Well, the first, they said the first knee implant failed. So the implant itself failed. So when I got this, I had another doctor that I really liked a lot. I had to wait eight months for that first operation Mm -hmm. to get my time. The second doctor could have put me in next week because he worked with a private hospital. Ah. It's really different. When I went, I got in, it was uh, really nice, really good food, really nice nurses, everything I could have possibly wanted. Water, breakfast, crackers. Would you like tea in the afternoon? You have some tea. You <laughs> oh know? my god! So it was really nice. And then in the in the same facility, they had a whole physical therapy section on the roof yeah. on the top floor, yeah. where every day everybody was herded off to the physical uh-huh. therapy. Oh, wow. We all had to do the physical therapy. Yeah, yeah. It was fun because I didn't speak much Italian, and I was right. like. It's very exciting, you know. My, yeah, yeah. my my roommate was from Bari, which is down in Puglia, uh-huh. all the way down south. Yeah. She didn't speak Italian. She only spoke Barese, which is the oh dialect. my. Oh my God. The two of us, we didn't. We you sign we, language. <laughs> one of the physical therapists laughed and said it was a good thing we were roommates because neither one of us spoke Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, on the on the flip side of that, I kind of like that because I don't like to talk to people. So it's like, mm. so that was at a private hospital. Did you have to pay for that or was it still free? Yeah, because uh, there's a requirement for the hospital, private hospitals to have to take a certain number of patients. Oh, interesting. So it's the same care. but Right. It's a good thing you fit right into that pool. Could you imagine if, you, if they couldn't? Hmm. No, okay. it was a completely right. different experience. Yeah, yeah, if you're going to spend a week anywhere, I mean, I can't spend more than two nights in one of these hospitals. I'm ready to 
jump out the window. Well, I, and I was there for three weeks. Oh, my so, wow. I mean, that's, really? how long, that's how long they keep you oh, here. That's for, the norm. Yeah. Well, like the first hospital that. that I was at kept me for a week after the operation, but then they booked me into a physical therapy unit. Mm-hmm. And I stayed there uh, for two weeks. Okay. Oh, nice. Okay. And let's move on to what's the visa process like? What was that like for you? Well, we have the elective residency visa, mm-hmm. which is yep. what most retired people get. And uh, you have to have enough money to be able to support yourself in the different consulates. They don't publish that number of that much, but uh, it's around $3,000 for a single person a month, plus about 20% if you're a couple. But also it depends on where, you, where you're living in Italy, right? Uh, some people say that, but I, I was that was not my experience. The people that we dealt with didn't ask where we were going to be. Oh, so hmm. okay. I know Mark says that's true, but that isn't something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I found to be the case for us. Got it. Oh, Got interesting. It. So you said it was about three thousand dollars. About three thousand dollars per for a single person, okay. and a twenty percent extra if you have you know, if you're a couple. Okay, Got and it. per month. Something right. like per month, and then that has to be documented passive monthly income. It's not savings that's so much it's important to, to them. So liquid. it's more this this income stream that you have. Okay. So for us, we used uh, social security and we created some annuities from our 401k yep. money mm-hmm. and that paid us enough to be able to qualify for it. So yeah, oh, nice. Okay. And we do the, I think the hardest thing though, is to, to have an address because you have to have an address when you go to apply. So that means you have to have signed a lease or have bought a house <laughs> pretty oh. much. Oh, so wow. You have to have, and that, I think kind of backwards. The, yeah. Biggest hurdle because it's almost like, you know, a leap of faith that you're going to get that. Right. Visa. Right. You have yeah. 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 Buy a house, you know, when yeah. you don't get the visa, <laughs> what are you going to do? Right. So, right. That's kind of backwards. That's kind of like when we were getting married, we had to get all these millions of things. We didn't know we had to get witnesses in Italy. We had to get <laughs> four witnesses in the United States, which was easy, of course. And then when we got to Italy, we had to get two witnesses. We're like, uh, we found these beautiful, wonderful two college students studying art in Florence who sat right behind us at a restaurant and we turned around and said, would you like to be a, and they were like, yes, yes, yes. You know, one was like from <laughs> Oregon, you know, and of course we lost. Time. That's a cute story. I like It's that. so cute. I know I have to find them because we promised that we would send them pictures, stay in touch. We never did. Yeah. We're such horrible people. <laughs> no, I'm going to go back to our we will find, and them, find yeah. them. We will find them. <laughs> Okay. All right. Okay. So the visa process we talked about, which is good healthcare. So Umbria is reasonably priced, especially compared to Tuscany, you were saying, right? Yes. yes. Because of that, you find, do you find that more and more expats are discovering Umbria? Again, it depends on probably the part of Umbria. Certain parts seem to attract. Mm -hmm. And our area has got a lot of the British here, I guess. And it's been for over the year. Like I told you about the big old ruined buildings that they bought up. 30 mm-hmm. years ago and that, you know, for nothing. And yeah. then they renovated them into these beautiful estates, you know, so they're, they're all around. And so that we still have a lot of British people here, but like certain parts of Umbria are not at all. Mm. Like I have a friend that lives in a, a town called Foligno, which is an, it's a nice town. It's on a main train line. It's very convenient. I think it's got about a hundred thousand people, maybe, maybe less than that. Nobody's ever heard of it. And nobody goes there. And there's nobody there. That oh, my goodness. Italian. 
I mean, just just different. It's different for different places. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And have you been embraced by the locals in Umbria? They're very sweet. Everybody knows we're Americans. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we have several. We have a few different. Not many Americans here, but some. We have two guys that live across from us in the building. Uh, in the piazza, that they're a couple, they're Americans. And then uh, the per- one of the people I met before I even moved here, they had a house here. They were Americans. All the Italians knew the Americans. And they're all very friendly to us. I mean, you know, just they've never felt at all excluded. Always mm-hmm. felt. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. What nice. about people of color? Have you any residents from you know, different uh, places and whether they're embraced. And I'm just, well, we do have sense. a couple that bought a house uh, apartment next to, um, in the building next to us. Um, they were Americans too. And that they're actually a lesbian biracial couple. So oh. they're, you've got a lot of things going yeah. on there, yeah. but, and they're perfectly accepted. Nobody says anything about it. Uh, we do have a lot of immigrants though, from like Africa. Uh-huh. So you do have a lot of, the, it is a different class. You know, if you're an American African-American, you know, who comes. Uh-huh. That's one thing. Different class than uh, Moroccan, somebody from Syria. Oh. So we do have, um, they aren't as uh, accepted. A lot of them are Muslims as well. And there's, we have a mosque here in town. Mm-hmm. And there was okay. a huge fight about the mosque because they were building the mosque without permission, without bringing up to to the residents of Umber today. Uh-huh. So there was a huge deal because um, it was like they were doing it kind of secret yeah, yeah. because the mayor was getting a kickback and <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> anyway uh so they stopped the building for a long time and then they, they limited it because it was going to be really big and they were afraid that it would become a very large mosque which would bring so yeah. many more people in make you know. people uncomfortable right yeah yeah mm-hmm. well you know you know they don't accept it's catholic here <laughs> right accept. yeah oh yeah you know, people like they're not as mm-hmm. mostly they're pretty sweet about it. But I'm just curious. Are there Asians? Have you seen Asians there? I know they're I have Japanese. a friend, Lisa. Lisa, forgotten her last name now. Anyway, she's uh, Canadian, Chinese, mm-hmm. Indian. Mm-hmm. And she's been here for a long time. Oh. Very happy. Okay. Always been accepted. There aren't a lot. Yeah. I, I don't see. I shouldn't say that. There are a number of Chinese garment factory workers here. Oh. Which I don't see. I have no idea exactly where they all live, but I do yeah. know that they are here making in Umbria, huh? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. North, north of us in the city next north of us, not in this town. Oh, okay. But, um, oh, that's interesting. Do, yeah. So there were are quite a few there, but I mean okay. that's a big industry here in Italy in general, right? So. But an Asian. Factor. Yeah, there's okay. a lot of. In fact, that that's the reason that COVID was such a big deal here because we were first. Yeah. If you remember. Uh, oh. In, Yes, yes, yes. Because That's right. The Chinese came. Yes, yes, yes. From Wuhan and stuff. Yes. And brought it to Milan. And then right. from Milan, it spread in the north. And that was how it, it happened. Yes, our former president oh, reminded us that. <laughs> I, have, I just have one thing, an interesting question, I think. You've called Umbria the real Italy. What do you mean by that? Oh, well, I guess I mean because it doesn't have a lot of tourists. Uh, it still has retra- retained its traditional values and uh, traditions, you know, for growing crops. They plant them on a certain day, you know, moon phases and the old ways. And that's kind of what I mean. They they haven't given that up yet. They are uh, still, and they're, I could use the word backwards, I guess maybe they are. 
in their own way. They're not sophisticated people at all. Farmers and peasant type people, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, there's, yeah. there's others too, but that's the general feeling of Umbria. It is, it is bucolic. It is farm. It's agricultural. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just um, real the way Italy was before like Tuscany was found by tourists. Oh. It's like Tuscany only, I don't know, 40 years ago before right, right. Tuscany was discovered. Say so the land is as pretty as Tuscany. It is. It's just as pretty. It is the right. same, almost this. Well, I shouldn't say the same. Uh, Tuscany's got it's a more arid, and they have large. If you go over there in the summertime, there's it, large areas that are just brown and dirt where they've dug up the old the crops and they haven't planted anything. So it's quite. It's not here. The we're called the green heart of Italy. Mm-hmm. And because it's really green here all the time, it's the nice. most green place you've ever seen, probably, except maybe Ireland or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, a lot of fun. And we have Mount, quite a few mountains. We do have the big Apennine mountains that, that are seismic. So we've had a number of earthquakes Ooh. in okay. those, the big mountains. Those are the big mountains that are created by the earthquakes yeah 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 we're kind of west of that so we don't we do get earthquakes but not bad ones and we've never had any damage in our town since i've been here we were here for the 2016 earthquakes that killed 300 people over there Mm. in the east more eastern umbria but we so we had those and they're neat they're cool you can see them (laughs) if you're in the right place in this area you can Uh look over and see them towering they got covered with snow and Quite amazing mountains. Yeah. Here yeah. we have more of a rounded Blue Ridge type mountains, you know. Ah, like interesting. Like interesting. Virginia, which is where I'm from. So uh-huh. So you feel it's right soft, at home. Softer, more rounded and not yeah. as tall. You know, I I know we've kept you on for quite some time, but I'd be remiss and I'm sorry if I didn't ask you what about like people with interests who would like to take classes and things like either pottery or what's what's available for, I guess, recreation, um, including sports, I guess I'll I'll include. Just give us a, a short brief. (laughs) <laughs> if you can well uh, you know sports are always a popular thing and just about everywhere and um you can join groups like we have probably everything but bicycling you know it's a huge deal here mm-hmm. and they have groups that do bike trips constant they do there's hiking trips mm-hmm. there's lots of artists there's plenty of cooking school we're known for ceramics here so you can take lots Good. of classes for ceramics. Deruda is a town. Okay. Do you know Deruda? No, it's no, I'm writing it down. D e r u t a. It's famous. Probably one of the most famous place for Italian ceramics. Nice. They have classes there too. It's the entire town is just nothing but ceramics. Oh. I mean, if you don't make <laughs> ceramics and sell ceramics, you make the kilns that they make the ceramics in. I mean, you know, or you get the clay that they use. You know, I mean, ah, wow. uh-huh, so uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So it's really a big deal in that t- particular town. And uh, so whenever we have guests, of course, everybody wants to go to Deruda and buy things because yeah and they're really beautiful i mean i have a ton <laughs> oh man okay and there's so many wine places and uh you can do tastings and there's all kinds of tours of wineries and oh. you, can, you can get involved with that we have something uh, you, you've probably heard of slow food movement mm-hmm. yes started out up in the north but we have our own in this particular part of Italy, we're in the upper Tiber Valley, which is the top. It's right before you get to Emilia-Romagna, Tuscany, Marche. I mean, okay. we're like 
kind of surrounded by these other parts. Right. But the river goes up through the center of that, oh. and it's the Tiber River, and it's so it's a big flat valley with the mountains mm-hmm. on the sides. And that whole area is kind of a foodways place where they have they try and promote the different traditional foods that people used to grow and are hard to grow, maybe were labor intensive and they're dying out. So they're trying to keep that all going. Same with the uh, different kinds of wines that they have up here and different kinds of like meats Great. and sausages. And it's incredible. It's very cool. They have the booth in our local market every Saturday and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. bring, they like last two weeks ago, they had bees. Guy brought all his bee, uh, racks of bees and some little kids were just... Transfixed by these. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, But sometimes they do, um, they have different kinds of bean. There's a bean that's only grown around the lake, Lago Trasimeno, which is over the, just over the mountains from us. And that particular kind of bean is, you you buy it dried, you know, so you cook it in soups and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a specialty. It looks, it tastes a little bit like black eyed peas. Mm-hmm, yeah. And mm-hmm. but they but they promote people to to keep that going. Oh, that's wonderful. And then wonderful. they have the big fishermen so- association over on the lake, which all catch the the fish in the old ways with the nets and the yeah the fresh caught boats and mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. fish. They're lake fish, so a lot of people don't like lake fish. Although it's clean, it's clean. Mm-hmm. I did a blog on it. Okay, so, wow. okay, we're gonna have to read it. Yeah. And your blog, Nancy Goes to Italy, it comes up right away at number one. So I don't know if you've got some fancy yeah. SEO going on there, but we don't, love it. We love it. Like no. Yeah, no, no, no. It's beautiful. And I want to tap your expertise on how to create one. Oh, sure. Well, I'm going to have to um, consult with you. Happy to help. We, Thank we you. We touched on it, but we really neglected. What, how's the weather where you are? Well, it's hot right now. <laughs> yeah. um, we're having a heat wave right now. But in general? Yeah. In general, it's really quite nice. It, it, wintertime is, um, it never gets really cold, but it does get down to, uh, it doesn't get to, um, I guess it does get to freezing some, but not very often because we oh. have olives here, you know, and they don't, they don't oh, tolerate yeah. cold. Frost, yeah. so, mm-hmm. frost. Uh, so I would say that we have about two months of cold weather kind of gray and damp so it's not my favorite time but we you know it's, we keep the we have fires in the fireplaces and it's all cheery and mm-hmm, <laughs> stuff. but i love that but the yeah. rest of the year we get a spring comes really early here uh, i'd say mid to late february you're already getting for the uh, forsythias and the mm-hmm, uh, daffodils mm-hmm. are, are Ooh, blooming and the, and the little tulip uh, the oriental uh, mm-hmm. uh, magnolias or whatever they're called. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and then in March, all the, the winter wheat that they plant around here becomes like highlighter green. I've never seen anything like it. It's just, so the whole place, it's just, it's amazing. And then the summer is such a big deal here because it's give a long days and it's parties. We have the piazza, the kids are out and we have uh, lots of fairs and fests all around. And we have, you know, it's just, it's warm, it's hot. It gets, it gets t- today. It's the 35, which is a hundred, not yeah. 35 is in the nineties. Yeah. 90s. Yeah. 90 something. Yeah. It is a heat wave right now. And so we usually have a couple of of weeks of really Mm -hmm. hot, but we don't really use our air conditioning, but mostly we open the windows at night Mm -hmm. and uh, it cools down really fast here. So it's real nice. So, you know, it's not bad. We don't, and you know, energy being expensive, we try not to use too much. Yeah. Well, Nancy, 
this was a wonderful, oh, you made Umbria proud. Not that it you has know. my heart. It has yes. my heart. It just sounds all around just yeah. beautiful and such well, you a- You gotta come see it. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. It sounds so now that nice. I met you, you know. Yeah. No, we will. <laughs> I want to meet you. I want to check out the truffles and oh, have you? It, oh, oh, oh. Now, I was going to say though, truffles are not just one time of the year. They're all year. Oh, they are. The, the black and, ones and the white ones, they're different and they're different times. So the black okay. ones are summer truffles and the white ones are winter truffles. And can you go somewhere to pick them? Or Because I know they're very expensive in the U.S. Here they're not. It's a it's an embarrassment of truffles, really. Uh, I mean, there's so many. My husband's brother and wife and then their daughter and her husband came last October, which is our first people to come for a long time. And they were just like thrilled and they were getting, I mean, they come and they just shave that and then it's like they cover it with white truffles because they were here in October. God, you're making me starve. And it's not expensive. I mean, you know, I remember in the, when I used to travel in like Switzerland, I spent, I remember spending $30 for plate of uh, fettuccine you can get no it's not nothing like that okay okay because there's so many of them i mean it's they're common that's in fact so they, they are they say our wild boar tastes really good because that's what they eat yeah 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 because yeah. as, as you can imagine you know we have um two places i remember seeing the prices one is italy place uh you may have heard of yeah, and then the other is uh yeah, yeah. Grand Central Station, of course, has this fantastic, well, not the Grand Central when we were growing up with, but now has all these wonderful restaurants in the lower level. I mean, oh my God. Yeah. There were always one or two big restaurants, you know, for people who have meetings in that area and after work drinks and so forth. But now there's this like incredible array of places. And I remember I said, oh, maybe I'll just buy a jar of the truffles. Well, yeah. Yeah. If you have a couple of hundred bucks, if you have a couple of hundred bucks for a little, little jar. He brings them to our local market on Saturdays mm-hmm. and sells them. A truffle like that might cost you 25 euros. Okay, so that's not that. Not cheap. No, it's certainly not. You better get a lot out of it. You know. <laughs> no, but yeah. they make it into paste, right? And you can go. There are places that take you on truffle hunts and things if you want. Mm-hmm. They'll let us pack it in our suitcases. and, and- Well, they have a lot of products as well, too. That, that uh, jars of um, well, you can get the oil with the right. truffle. You can yeah. get the little um, what's that paste that you can use? Yeah, paste. Yeah. The paste but, I was like, um, yeah. You can buy. I went. To, I have a I have a blog. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love your blog, so, man. No, I have a friend here who wrote a book called Sustenance, and it's all about the local foods and people that produce yeah. them in the area. She took me to a place where she's friends with the people, and they're that's what they do. They do truffle tours. They have a tr- oh. they do culinary classes and things like that. Yeah. But anyway, they had a whole little store with all kinds of products that they had made. She went to the refrigerator and took out the, just some truffles that they had found that day. Oh. And they were like enormous, <laughs> incredible. I'll, I'll try and send you the link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just remember, we have our Instagram account is being accessed quite a bit these days because we've been 
we started late, but we started posting all our guests. So when you get a chance, if you could send over, you know, maybe your favorite shots of Umbria, we have, we could take up to 10 or more. It'd be great if you could include one of you and Luther, even though he's shy. I have a pretty good one, I can send. Yeah, we would love that. Maybe. maybe just want me okay. to send an email, just an email with that. Yeah, in an email is fine. Um, no, I, I actually just posted it on my Facebook page oh. as, my, as my cover or my profile picture. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I will send that one to you. Yeah, like, and maybe outside your house, you know, something to give people a sense of what it's like to really live there. Because when you Google, you're not going to get this. You're going to get maybe, you know, street photos and what have yeah. you. Did we I, leave anything I, out? I'm, I'm just yeah. curious about one thing. You, you have a three-bedroom, two-bath apartment that you're list, listed for 215000 that you're selling. Uh, that's euros, 215,000 euros. Yes. If I want to look at that, where, where can I where can I see that? Oh, I have a link on my blog. It's on her blog, man. Okay, I'll um, take a look at it. If you go to my blog and then there's a menu across the top that's just static menu. Mm-hmm. One of them says Umbri- Umbrian apartment. Uh, great. So if you click on it, it has a lot of pictures and things. So Nancy, it's been more than a pleasure. It's been great talking to you. I mean, I I enjoy doing this. It's fun to talk about where I live and how I do love it here. So yeah, yeah. People to come. And I will say uh, a couple of things that maybe um, I didn't say. Uh, One of them is people wanting to come to Italy to live. I always encourage them to know somebody in their area, especially if you don't speak Italian. You know, it's really important uh, to be able to find things like being in like Mars or something. Right, (laughs) right, right. right. And you don't know where to buy anything. You don't know where to go to the (laughs) official government office to do the things you need to do. Sure. Here, you know, you don't know where those places are. Yeah. Do anything. You need somebody. Somebody. Absolutely. Have somebody that knows, they can tell you where. Right, right. So I really think that that's huge. And so many people talk about coming and living in some place like talking to somebody right now. She wants to move to northern uh, Sardinia. And I'm like, do you know anybody? (laughs) (laughs) It's hard for me to I couldn't I wouldn't do it anyway. Some people do here or more confident. But sometimes I think they're probably confident that they don't really know what they're getting into either. Right. So, yeah. Well, that's good advice. We always hear rent before you buy, obviously check out the area. And I think many people agree with that, but, but we've had some guests on the show who actually bought before they even got there. And then it was like, fingers crossed. <laughs> well, I know. So, I've met people you like know? that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But that's yeah. really good advice to, yeah. to know somebody who's there. That would yeah. be really yeah. helpful. Yeah. So okay. thank you. Thank you. All right. Again. Okay. And we're definitely going to come see you. Oh, please do. I mean, I'll this be this is one. Be forewarned. Be forewarned. Even, even if I sell, I'll be in Umbria somewhere. Yeah. Oh, okay. absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Lovely. Yeah, thank you so okay. Much. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you know someone who's relocated for retirement and wishes to share their story with us, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is gg at retirethere.com. Our website is retirethere.com. And you may follow us on Twitter at retirethere underscore. Now, if you've liked our show, please subscribe and rate it in Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, be well.